surfs up at Gotham Point. That's right, Joker. And challenging you to the surfing title. Through my latest invention, the surfing experience and ability transferometer, all your surfing know-how will be drained out of you and transferred to me. Some joker drained everything I know about surfing and all my ability with a gizmo called a surfing experience and ability transferometer. What here supposes up, Buzzy? The surf, Duke. Welcome to Surf Kings of Gotham, the only podcast we care to learn about, which bask in the warm technicolor glow of sitcom vigilanteism, which is Batman 67. I'm your host, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Brady. Today, God help us, we are watching Season 3, Episode 8, The Aug and I, episode directed by Oscar Rudolph. And written by returning Stanford Sherman. Original air date, November 2nd, 1967. With special guest villains that you would not have guessed based on that title. Egghead, as played by Vincent Price. And Olga, Queen of the Cossacks, played by Anne Baxter. Our one-sentence Wikipedia summary says, Egghead teams up with a group of Cossacks, kidnaps Commissioner Gordon, and plans to hatch an ancient dinosaur egg. I hadn't read that till just now. I did not know that was where this was going. Yeah, I had no idea where this was going. Is, an ancient it... dinosaur egg. Shit's gonna get weird. So this odd og episode <laughs> takes place on a fresh new day in Gotham City. A fresh new day fraught with fresh new danger. I like that they made day and danger the same thing here. I like that they choose to illustrate the possibility of danger by showing a man riding a mule that doesn't listen to him down the middle of a street. Yeah. It's a Speedy Gonzalez cartoon. (laughs) It is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And because they don't want to show an army of Cossacks marching through the streets because they can't afford it. Uh, they just show, again, Egghead on a donkey or mule or whatever, just like walking through, shouting like, hey, wait for me. And then in in lieu of seeing all that, we get two ladies standing there and they just have a moment of dialogue that's like, hey, look at that. It's a Egghead and an army of Cossacks. But this road leads to police headquarters. Yeah, and that's that's what are they gonna do? Go to police headquarters, a building that should be secure. Yeah, I I like it on one hand because it's funny and it makes me laugh, but on the other hand, I don't necessarily enjoy that all of the action in this season so far. That's how it takes place: is like (laughs) just showing people (laughs) talking about it. As I texted you, my note for this was Gotham City on a fresh new day which may be fraught with new dangers. What's this? A coded gay man riding an ass. (laughs) That's absolutely what I would have put in Desmond Doomsday's narration. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It it reminds me of that episode of The Simpsons where it's like they're they're, they're sitting down to watch 
the itchy and scratchy episode, itchy finally gets revenge or whatever, and then the power goes out for a second or the TV gets unplugged, and then they're like, yeah, plug it back in, plug it back in, and when they get back, Krusty's like, wow, they're never going to let us show that again. That was amazing. That was the greatest thing that's ever happened on television. That is season three of Batman. It's just people talking like that, and no one gets to see it. I thought you were going to say, local man ruins everything with the stock photo of Homer on a mule crashing into a wedding cake. Yeah. <laughs> well, that could be. But instead, we go to police headquarters where Gordon picks up, or he's on the intercom inter-office phone with Bonnie, his assistant. And he's like, Bonnie, where's my sandwich? And then, oh, yeah. okay, yes. Send well, in the delivery. Food. Did they give him a new budget or something? Yeah, well, that's where all the... Yeah, they felt sorry for him. Or maybe he stopped taking a salary and just started getting paid in food. <laughs> I fritter my money away. Please just give me nutrients. Yeah, he's like all the people I work with, just always ordering food. <laughs> they have access to cars, but they they require some, yeah, skip the dishes driver or whatever to drop it off. DoorDash. <laughs> the DoorDash driver in this situation is Egghead, but he's wearing a stupid hat. So he's unrecognizable because of his stupid hat. He's dressed weird. He's lots of colors. I My note here was, who's he supposed to be? Salvador Deli, the famous sandwich artist? Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like how he put together the crappiest sandwich as a fuck you to Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> That's the thing, too. So first, Gordon tips him like a nickel or whatever, and he's like, don't spend that all in one place. And then he's oh. like, I have a lot of financial problems. This is more <laughs> yeah. of an insult than a help. Yeah, But I, but I am actually going to keep this because I do need it. <laughs> yeah. And then Gordon's first thing, I don't know, Maybe some people do this when they get a sandwich, they open it immediately to look at it before they eat it. I've never done that, but that's what Gordon does Most here. Well, based on my experience, immediately just cram it into their face. Yeah, well, that's what you're supposed to do. You just start chewing, and as you're moving your mouth, you hurl the meat and bread towards your face and just yeah. push. That's how eating works. Yeah, if, if you get an odd ooze in there that you're not expecting or something then you then you open the sandwich and look and see what you just bit into but nobody in their right mind is looking ahead yeah like you you're not gonna find out there's hair in this until you bite into it commissioner Lost gordon it is you. new to the concept of food he bought as opposed to found so he's still really <laughs> yeah, he's that's still true. really into this that's probably true I gotta make sure this is isn't like a doorknob in between two pieces of bread. Fool me once, <laughs> shame on me. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> so that uh, <laughs> now I'm now I'm taken by the idea of Commissioner Gordon finding <laughs> different garbage items in between pieces of bread, and that's how he <laughs> knows how to check now. He's so, like, oh, every time, <laughs> and he's like, hey, wait because he opens a sandwich and it's just two eggs. I ordered a roast beef sandwich. This is a this is a poached egg sandwich. Uh first of all, uh again, we've covered who looks into their sandwich before they bite into it. Second of all, no, those eggs are fried. You're stupid. You don't know <laughs> the difference. Those are you wouldn't know a poached egg if it bit you in the ass. 
I ordered a roast beef sandwich. This is a, some sort of delicious omelet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's two plastic fried eggs like you'd find in a kid's play set. But... <laughs> Egghead is like, ha take that, commissioner. <laughs> yeah, what if Egghead's gimmick being so egg-related... He didn't know the difference in cooking techniques. Like that was his, that was bad news. <sighs> Egghead. What a terrible yeah. villain. Yeah. And then he's like, well, you don't say, and pulls the gun out. And he's like, come on, commissioner, we're kidnapping you. I mean, oh, Archie, I'm kidnapping you. Uh, and then commissioner's like yeah you're never getting out of here and he's like oh yeah what if we go through the window and olga shows up in the basket of what's supposed to be a hot air balloon who should appear in the window floating in a basket but the most non-russian looking woman possible yeah yeah she became that way through magic way shape or form yeah i liked her i think i liked her better as the magician but she's good here too so they, you're coming with us, and they get in the balloon basket, and it flies away. My and favorite they... part of this was they get in the balloon basket, and Commissioner Gordon like immediately looks like he relieved himself. He's like, oh, and like his whole body, like his whole posture shifts. He has this look on his face like he's exhausted and worn out. And one of them, either Commissioner Gordon or Egghead, goes, yeah, getting into the <laughs> basket. And I was like, what the hell just happened? What did, I, what did I just have to see? Because that's how Commissioner Gordon fends off rape. He just yeah. soils himself. Commissioner Gordon gets kind of kidnappings by immediately avoiding his <laughs> bowels. <laughs> uh, but in this case, they still take him. And we get the opening. That's just the cold open, folks. Yeah. When we get back from the credits, poor Chief O'Hara looking around the office for Commissioner Gordon because he's lonely and lost his without direction. I, I said, how long until he eats that sandwich? Yeah, I wondered the same thing. There's food there, and he like he just completely glosses over it. That seems out of character. Yeah, I think he did eat it. I think maybe we just missed that part, or it happened off screen. Next, uh, next scene, we'll get Bonnie talking about how she's never seen a man demolish a sandwich like that. <laughs> he just started chewing and then shoved the bread towards <laughs> his face. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a duck. Yeah, pigs, pigs tend to chew. So, <laughs> after his fried egg sandwich meal, he finds a crumpled note saying Commissioner Gordon's been kidnapped. Uh, yeah. not Commissioner Gordon had time to write a little note and crumple it up and throw it in the floor. Yeah. Or Egghead let him. He's like, oh, no, you should definitely leave a note because your parents might worry about you otherwise. You oh, should he's... leave a note in order to show everyone how scared you are. <laughs> <laughs> Always leave a note. So what are we going to do here? Is he going to pick up the bat phone? Is he going to fire up the bat signal? Uh, we don't need to because Batgirl shows up just out of nowhere, right on cue. Hops through no the door. Need. Yeah, people were just hanging around outside the door. Yeah. And she's like, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, I had a hunch that I should come and check on things. And then Batman and Robin show up, too, for some reason. How? Why? Tis not explained. They just... Uh... I really thought at this point, because this is like the five-minute mark, I was like, man, 
they didn't even waste time getting Batman and Robin and Batgirl involved. They must have a lot of story to pack into this. <laughs> no, no, they do not. It's your it's assumption that ruined this. Here. Yeah, your assumption jinxed this episode, Kyle. <laughs> That's right. They must really be building to something. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Batman and Robin are here because they heard a rumor that Egghead was back. I guess they heard that rumor, or they also heard a rumor that he's teamed up with the Queen of the Cossacks. Okay, fine. Also, you saw them, like, last episode out the window. Yeah. Like, this whole thing of they see the villain coming and then the next episode they actually get to it doesn't really work if they just move on completely and they're like, oh, we're back to this now. Yeah, that teaser never happened. Because otherwise they'd just still be there. Like, hey, look, they're riding by the window on their way here. It would be like, and I would find this delightful, it would be like if all of the Marvel movie credits were like, we're setting up the next movie. And then the next time, and they shoot that completely differently. And you're like, why did they film that? I don't know. They had some extra film laying around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The line here is, yeah, we assumed yeah, it would have something to do with Commissioner Gordon because he's the most valuable citizen in Gotham City. He's worth the most. He's so valuable. Uh, his ransom would be worth, like, what? Oh, give me a break. Like, they, yeah. I don't even, I, that's so dumb. I don't like how they threw that in there to like just cover up story holes. So now they cut to the hideout of the Cossacks and Egghead, and there's a bunch of people dancing around and singing and music in the background. It's pretty racist towards the Cossacks. It is. Yeah, definitely keeping with the tone of foreigners in this in this show for sure. Egghead's like, good, please stop. I mean, oh, Archie, please stop all this singing and dancing. I have to phone the police and give my ransom demands. Yeah. Can't you damn people stop singing and prancing around for five minutes? Yeah. And then Olga's like, oh, it's about money. That's more important than our culture. Uh, everyone shut up. And then he phones. They just go so along that... with it because she's her unquestioned leader for no good reason. Yeah, exactly. She she was a close-up magician like two years ago, and now she's the queen of of the Cossacks. Which, the other thing I know about the Cossacks is um, based on American Tale with the little mouse. So, I mean, that tracks. Yeah. Turns out they're cats that wear silly hats and kill Jewish mice. Oh, yes. I don't remember that. That was the first movie I ever saw in the theater. It was for a kid's birthday party, and I was in the first grade, I think. So that would have been like 86. I don't know if that's when that movie came out. But yeah, it was the first first time I ever went to a movie theater. That's what I saw. I I think I saw it at some point on video in like a classroom instead of learning anything. Yeah, I I I don't remember that. The teacher was like, it's Holocaust Remembrance Week. As opposed to teaching anything, here's a story about a mouse. Yeah, they... They did the next one. It was like a Western. Yeah, Five Will Goes West. Yeah. I still haven't seen it. I don't remember either one of them. They weren't I don't remember anything list. about Five Will Goes West. It wasn't very good. But it was more popular it. than the first one. Like, less depressing. Well, the I first think. one's about the Holocaust, so of course it is. Yeah. Okay, I mean, well. Five Will Going West sounds like a cheery good time compared to everyone Five Will Knows gets gassed. <laughs> 
<laughs> so many shoes. So, <laughs> uh, so the phone rings in Commissioner Gordon's office. Chief O'Hare is like going to answer it, but before he does, Batman's like, "Hey, can I take the call?" And O'Hare's like, "No one else could, because yes, no one else knows how the phone works." So he answers the phone. <laughs> that girl gonna do it? Look at her. She can't even read. She's just glowering <laughs> at him. Like I taught you how to use an answering machine, you dolt. <laughs> so Egghead here, what he wants in exchange for Commissioner Gordon's being returned safely is a dime. A di that's right, ten cents. One dime for every egg eaten in Gotham. Yeah, that was where I lost all hope in this episode. It was, I mean, it's a good business strategy if you can work your way into that somehow, but really dumb. How would you like, begin to even, like, Batman should be more annoyed at this. I guess Batgirl now, since it's her show, they should be like, that's dumb as shit. I'm giving you $5 and that's it. <laughs> well, and that's what I mean. So it must really suck. To have your entire you have to base everything you do in your life in this universe on something stupid just because you have a weird shaped head yeah you know like this guy's got a weird shaped head you have to do something weird in exchange yeah now everything you do every pun you make has to be egg related because you have a weird shaped head if you're going to commit a crime it has to involve eggs somehow egg extortion <laughs> but yeah, I it's it it's gotta be terrible, poor guy. <laughs> poor egghead. Yeah. So he's gonna he make the probably just hang himself. Yeah. And and it's sad. His and he's so he's like, and the police are gonna count it. They're gonna count the eggs that are eaten in Gotham. That's their job now. They're egg counters. And then they have to collect the egg tax and deliver it to me. Batman's like, how would that even work, ass? It's like, just make it happen. Yeah. Uh, so that's it. The police now are egg tax collectors. So their way of doing this, showing a, a weird, weirdly out of out of nowhere, out of left field satirical comment on the effectiveness of the police, their way of doing this is to go to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. O'Hara goes to a little diner here uh, to order a pastrami sandwich uh, from the shop owner who happens to be the skipper from Gilligan's Island. But yeah, his name Alan is Hale Jr. Yeah, but his name is Gilligan in this episode. Ha ha ha. Oh, it's so clever. But I love this part because he's really putting his all into it. Like he really thought they were going to give him a diner after this episode or something. <laughs> so he's really trying his he best. He's an ongoing character. He should. Yeah. But the actor himself, Alan Hale Jr., is really hoping to be a diner owner. Like he's auditioning or something in this episode. He's enthusiastic to get a about job. everything. Yeah, he's very happy. Uh, but Egghead sidles up to the counter here. He happens to be in this Gilligan's diner. And he By makes him order eggs. Convinces. Yes. And he's like, uh, no pastrami for you. Uh, I think you want half a dozen eggs. Make it a dozen eggs. How do you like your eggs? It's like, uh, scrambled, I guess. And the skipper, a.k.a. Gilligan, is like, whoa, 
are you sure you want to do that? Like, I can run this bum out of here and you can order what you want. And he's like, no, I best be having me eggs. <laughs> the whole thing is very sad and troubling. Yeah, it was. But this scene is the why we couldn't have more action earlier on. We had to really cut, yeah. cut to this. We're going to cut to Egghead force-feeding Chief O'Hara some eggs <laughs> yeah. right down his throat. Yeah, eat a dozen of them because he gets a dollar twenty for that. That's the thing. He he wasted his time. He he found the one diner that the chief of police was going to go to, and he waited <laughs> around. He I don't know how much money he spent on gas to get there <laughs> to make a dollar twenty by forcing He's him to not eat. Gonna cry. By forcing him to eat a dozen eggs instead of a pastrami sandwich. Yeah, that's a cool dollar twenty for me. Yeah, so then the end of the this is a two parter, which is unusual for this season, but we'll get to the ratings on that next episode. So just keep in mind, Egghead's plot is to make people eat eggs and give him a dime. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna rate high. <laughs> well, I don't know. We haven't got to a dinosaur. The Wikipedia thing said there was a dinosaur egg, so yeah, it, it might take a... a dinosaur egg somehow. Might take a drastic turn upwards. Meanwhile, now in the next scene, we get Batgirl in her apartment with Alfred just asking for help. And the whole premise here, how they're going to locate the commissioner of the police department, is that he wears a distinctive cologne made from curry, and therefore he stinks, and that's how we'll find him. Commissioner Gordon stinks to high heaven. We can just wander the streets and smell it. Yeah, Alfred is familiar with this brand of aftershave lotion, so he is going to help. But that's what they're going... They're going to walk around the entire city sniffing for a scent. <laughs> they don't have a that's bat computer. Commissioner Gordon smells. Yeah, they're not... It's not CSI style where they, like, narrow it down with traffic cameras and then spin it in a centrifuge and make it. it there's no... There, yeah, we'll just walk around sniffing for the stink of it's my dad. Stenchology. Yeah. Yes, we need to find the stench of my dad. So that's what they do. And Alfred agrees to help. And then just two of them just walking around the city, like, with their nose in the air sniffing. For a cent. Literally, that's what's happening in this episode Which of primetime television. Feasible. It's kind of feasible because when I was in elementary school, our principal smoked a pipe because he was like, he was a thousand and two years old. And uh, he had a pipe he always smoked that you could smell from like a mile away. So if you were doing something bad, if you smell that, just stop and act like you weren't. You'll be fine. Uh, well, that's very similar to this. You could be yeah. Batgirl. But yeah, that's the that's their whole that's how they're gonna do it. Now, Batman and Robin, their plan is to go to the Basovian, Basovian embassy. That's the the country that these Cossacks are from. And what they learn here is yeah, we haven't seen any of these Cossacks or Olga, but uh, they'll probably come here soon because we have Genghis Khan's giant coffee urn, and. Whoever has that rules our whole country. Yeah, so I thought the Cossacks were Russian. Well, no, they're Basovian. 
does the show just not know? Is that what it is? I think that, or they're they're worried about retribution from Russia, so they don't name it as a country. Oh, and that's probably why, like, the guy who runs the embassy is clearly like an Indian man, and Olga's yeah. like a redheaded woman, and then the Cossacks are just some guys. Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no... Like when Joker disguised himself, he was a Maharaja from some made-up country. Like, there's no... Yeah, it's all made up. The first episode, that stamp thing full of stamps was a different Moldovian. That's not a real country. It's They just make shit up. But that's it. It's And it is. It's a giant... Co- they have a name for it. I just didn't write it down because I didn't understand it and I didn't want to try. But basically, it it's looks like... Yeah. It's a big coffee urn, like with a with a spigot at the bottom for for dispensing your coffee. But it's like the size of the room. It's huge. But but it's that like, is. The... Did you see the Twin Peaks revival show where Comic Lachlan goes into like limbo, whatever, and he meets David Bowie? But David Bowie had died, so now he's a giant coffee urn. And you were like, "I'm not taking enough drugs to really appreciate this." I haven't seen that. Oh, okay. But that's what no. happens. David Bowie's a coffee urn in the new Twin Peaks. Right. Well, I'm glad they didn't make because this would have escalated the Cold War if these actually had been Russians. Because the basis for leadership of their entire country is who has this giant coffee urn. Yeah, it's just a freaking coffee urn. Yeah. Like, it was, but it belong- it, it's it's just a coffee urn. What is the but point belong- of any of this? It belonged to Genghis Khan. Uh, who really liked it. He didn't do nothing. You didn't want to talk to that guy without his coffee in the morning, you know? He yeah. probably wore one of them t-shirts that's like, coffee first, questions later, or some catchy slogan like that, you know? My entire personality is based on a stimulant. Yeah. I I slaughtered your village because I someone asked me a question before I had my coffee. He's probably like <laughs> Garfield, where he's like, I don't like Mondays. Then he eats a pot like a giant plate of lasagna, like Bruce Wayne. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, breaking Bat. So that's it. That's that's the Cossacks are probably going to steal this coffee urn, just so you know. Uh, back at the, oh, and then the Cossacks come in and steal it. They just wheel it out through the. It's bigger than the door, but the door has like a cutout at the top for it to slide through effortlessly. Like the building was built around this coffee urn <laughs> yeah so back at the hideout the coffee urn is wheeled up next to the cage that commissioner gordon is in and batman and robin pop out of the coffee yeah, they were urn hiding the... inside of genghis Ur- genghis khan's coffee urn that is control of his country whatever and it's yeah. sacred to his people they were basically doing like the inverse of when rocky ended the cold war this was the this was the inverse they were, of that. Like this. they were starting, yeah, yeah. The Trojan coffee urn. Uh, so they hop out and get immediately gassed. So they they were that was a trap. They knew they were in there. They got gassed. Robin gets stuffed in a cage. Uh, they got a bunch of swords on Batman. Uh, the guy from the embassy comes in and he's in cahoots with the Cossacks, and he's like, ah, he I... says, never trust a foreigner. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to make borscht. That's the plan. They've got a chef. Uh, and they're like, yeah, we're going to turn these guys into borscht. And Egghead's like, hey, uh, 
do we have to fuck around like this? Can we maybe just kill them? Because they're going to escape Borscht for sure. This is like, dumb as shit. Can we just kill them instead? Yeah, that's basically the scene. He's like, come on, let's exterminate them. Because he's got to stay in character. So exterminate them. But Egghead here is like a breakfast-themed Scott Evil. Yeah. But there, it turns out Egghead is supposed to marry Olga. They're engaged to be married. And so they're having like a little lover's quarrel here because she also wants to marry Batman. So if you're keeping track at home, Olga's criminal scheme is bigamy. Yes. And while they're having their little lover's quarrel here, uh, one of the Cossacks just like karate chops Egghead in the back of the head and he's unconscious now. Yeah, I mean, the guy has like, what is it called? Hydrocephalic syndrome? Don't chop him in the head. It's like one of his eyes could pop out of his face. Yeah, you got to be careful. Uh, so yeah, Olga's hitting on Batman here, and she's like, "Oh, a little kiss, maybe." And he's like, "A little kiss, not maybe," which I thought was brilliant writing. <laughs> the only a little kiss, not is maybe. A disturbing woman who cleans herself with her tongue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, then we cut over, there's a giant soup bowl, and that's what they're making soup in. So Robin and Commissioner Gordon are just standing in a bowl of soup, and this chef guy is just, like, chopping beets off the stems and then throwing the stems in there, the root, you know, or the, I guess the beet part is the the green. He's chopping it off and then throwing both parts into the into the bowl. He's not a very good cook. It's like a weird take on that time that Lucy did the thing with the wine grape stomping where she was inside of the giant vat with the lady it's yeah. like that but as if bill dozier was like how do we really stick it to lucille ball <laughs> she didn't she she snubbed me at a party i'm gonna ruin her she'll regret not buying this show now yeah so this is what this is traditional cossack wedding borscht you need to make this if you're gonna get married and she's gonna marry both of them because you're allowed to Cossack queens are allowed to marry up to six people. <laughs> they don't know anything about the Cossacks. I could have written this. It's a really dumb plan for sure. Meanwhile, outside, Alfred's walking around sniffing, and oh, he's he's got the scent. So he radios Batgirl, and he says, the warehouse at 12 Bannister Street, that's where you gotta go. And then... He's like, I think I smelled your father. <laughs> I thought that was the stupidest plan ever, but of course it worked. <laughs> so now we're back down. Egghead's up and around again, despite the brain damage. And he's like, uh, oh, you're marrying both of us. Well, I guess I don't mind playing second fiddle to see Batman married. What? Yeah, why like... do you care? Yeah, it's weird, but that's fine. He's, he's cool with it. And then uh, as they're talking... Smug Batgirl makes her entrance. Smug Batgirl smug is different than regular Batgirl. She has actual fighting training. Yeah, but she does. She's got like a really like, oh, everyone look at me. Here I am. It's me, Batgirl. Queen of the Cossacks, eh? Well, I'm the Queen of Gotham and this show. And when Smug Batgirl makes an entrance, it's time for a fight. And when it's time for a fight, it's time for the Surf Kings of Gotham. Fight Words Recap. Them's fighting words. 
During this Cossack extermination, we get Biff, Clank, Bam, Boff, Clunk, Kapow, Whack, Zowie, Zap, Pow, and Sock. This has been your Surf Kings of Gotham Plate Words Recap. So before we get to the ridiculous, strange, and entertaining ending of this episode, I just wanted to ask, why is there a giant vaginal canal door in this building? I, I Yeah, I don't know. That's what they had room for in the budget. It's, it's probably just left weird. A... Why would that it be is. in a warehouse? You don't know what kind of warehouse it was. It's Gotham City. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah. It's over in the sex district. During this fight, Alfred comes in and punches a guy and saves Robin and Commissioner Gordon from standing in the soup bowl. But when they get out, their legs are dry, so there's no liquid in that yet. The guy was just... had them in there first. He was going to sear those vegetables first. I guess. In a bowl. You know how you cook in a bowl? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, so he saves them. Uh, Then... The end of this fight is my favorite thing, I think. It's probably my the best ending to a fight ever. Because it was a pretty long fight. There was a lot of fight words. There's a lot going on. It was it was pretty entertaining. But Egghead opens a chest, like a pirate treasure chest, and inside are two hens with a bunch of eggs. And he said he's fed these hens nothing, a diet of nothing but onions for months. And so that means the eggs the they lay are mostly dust. Yeah. Because whatever. But they, they pull the eggs out and he throws them and they explode. Because that's what onions do to eggs. They make them explode. And it also releases a gas that's like a tear gas, but a literal tear gas that makes you cry, like sobbing. It doesn't like harm your ability to breathe or see. It it just makes you sad. Yeah. Not so, sad. Because... It's, they're not sad. They're just crying uncontrollably. It makes yeah. you bipolar. Yeah. Well, because onions make you cry, right? So mm-hmm. obviously, exploding onion eggs would do that too. And that's what Absolutely. happens. They just—that's what they do. They cry. And Adam West plays it beautifully. Like this is his Oscar moment, or his I guess Emmy moment because of the television show. But that's Bert what he's Ward banking on. There doing nothing much to speak of. Yeah, he's got no. He's trying to replicate human emotion, and it's not working for him. <laughs> Uh-oh, I'm going to be caught out now. Yeah. Uh, in the meantime, while they're crying, uh, every all the bad guys escape. And that's it. That's the weirdest cliffhanger ever. It's a two-parter. Hey, but they over. there's no words over top. And they just say, hey, uh, join us next time and maybe something better will happen. Will Batman get his shit together before next time? Find out, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that was the extent of it. They didn't have any. There's no no, no real cliffhanger anything. other than, yeah, the bad guys are got away and uh, uh, maybe something will happen. Join us next time if you dare. That was pretty much it. Yep. Apparently, next time there is a dinosaur egg, which I was not expecting to read. I'm excited about that. I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's very Jurassic Park esque. <laughs> yeah. Life finds a way. <laughs> well, 
That does it for another episode of Surf Kings of Gotham. As always, you can follow us on Facebook at Surf Kings of Gotham, on YouTube at Surf Kings of Gotham, on Twitter and Instagram at our show on shows, or of course, at our show on shows.com. <laughs> Indeed. 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 <laughs> oh, Archie, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> well, tune in next time for more of this. We know you enjoy it. Till then, bye, everybody. Bye, Dr. Nick. Sir King of Gotham. <laughs>